This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, August 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Democrats debate trade. FCC looks to boost rural broadband. U.S.-Japan talks resume. And Trump urged to be patient on USMCA. Biden backtracks on trade. Round two of the Democratic presidential debates is in the books. Wednesday night showdown in Detroit featured some of the more significant exchanges on trade policy to date. Frontrunner Joe Biden said he would renegotiate the Trans-Pacific Partnership that the Obama administration negotiated with 11 other nations. The former vice president said he would insist on environmental groups and labor unions being involved in the talks. TPP is now in force without the United States, so new administration would have to ask to rejoin the pact. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio slammed Biden for supporting the original North American Free Trade Agreement. Biden said he wanted labor involved in approving a new version. Farmers get a mention. California Senator Kamala Harris got in a dig at President Donald Trump's trade war with China. She said Trump made a lot of promises to farmers and small businesses. Farmers are now looking at bankruptcy and soybeans rotting in bins. What's next? Well, the third round of debates will be September 12th and 13th in Houston. There will be higher polling and fundraising thresholds for candidates to qualify. FCC attacks rural broadband shortage. The Federal Communications Commission is considering steps today to address the big gaps in rural broadband service. The commission will consider a plan to improve the agency's broadband maps by collecting more accurate data on Internet coverage and inviting the public to provide input on where coverage gaps exist. The FCC maps are used to determine where federal funding is spent, but their accuracy has been criticized by many in the broadband community, as well as members of Congress and Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue. Critics say more granular data is needed for the maps to be accurate. Currently, broadband deployment is measured by census blocks. That's an issue because if just one person out of as many in a census block has service, the whole block is considered to have service. The commission is also considering a new rural digital opportunity fund that would commit $20.4 billion to expand high-speed broadband or 5G service to rural America. Japan talks resume dairy hopeful. The U.S. and Japan are expected to resume trade talks today in Washington on a deal that could boost American farm exports. Japan wants to avoid auto tariffs threatened by President Donald Trump. U.S. producers want equal footing with foreign competitors. U.S. dairy industry thinks the U.S.-Japan deal could have major long-term ramifications for U.S. exports of cheese, whey, lactose, and skim milk powder. A trade agreement with Japan that puts the U.S. on a level playing field with competitors in Europe, Australia, and New Zealand could help the U.S. triple the value of dairy exports to Japanese buyers over the next decade. Tom Vilsack, president and CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council, said in an interview with AgriPulse this week, Japan is the fourth largest foreign market for U.S. dairy, buying roughly $300 million in products per year. Trump urged to be patient on USMCA. 
Senate Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley says President Trump needs to give House Speaker Nancy Pelosi some time to get her caucus in line before he sends the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement to the House. We've got to have patience, and so far we've had patience, and we better keep our patience, Grassley told reporters. Someone there in the White House that doesn't have common sense better not push the president to do something erratic. Sending the USMCA implementing bill to Congress would start the clock on the House to act, and Pelosi could shelve the legislation if she chose to. Grassley said this isn't going to get done unless Pelosi wants it done. U.S. and China agreed to resume trade talks in September. It is unclear what, if any, progress was made in Shanghai this week to end the U.S.-China trade war. But negotiators have agreed to meet again next month in Washington. Grassley says the fact that another round of talks has been scheduled is a good sign that some progress is happening. Trump has said China could delay any deal until after the 2020 presidential election in hopes of negotiating with a different president. New PAC eyes House Ag Chairman's race. House Agriculture Chair Colin Peterson of Minnesota will be getting support in his 2020 re-election race from a new political action committee that has roots in Minnesota sugar beet industry. The group Stronger Rural Communities is going to focus on Peterson's race for the upcoming cycle. Kelly Erickson, a sugar beet, weed, and soybean farmer from Halleck, Minnesota, chairs the PAC steering committee. The committee's treasurer is Brian Engelsrund, an American crystal sugar executive. Now keep in mind, the House Committee's top Republican Mike Conaway and Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts of Kansas are both retiring from Congress. Conaway made his retirement plans official yesterday at a news conference in his district. Conaway acknowledged it was frustrating to be the minority because the majority party controls the agenda. His next shot at chairing a committee would be on armed services, and there are other Republicans ahead of him in seniority, he noted. Grain standards extension gets pushed. Farm groups are urging Congress to reauthorize the Grain Standards Act and praising the way the Federal Grain Inspection Service is operating under Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue. Purdue's decision to put the agency under the Agriculture Marketing Service has made it more responsive to industry concerns, industry representatives told Senate Ag Committee yesterday. Two witnesses, Nick Fryant of Cargill, representing the North American Grain Export Association, and Bruce Sutherland of Michigan Agriculture Commodities, representing the National Grain and Feed Association, also urged the committee to stop the use of grain standard quality factors as an indicator of plant health risk on phytosanitary certificates issued by the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service. The industry groups are unhappy with APHIS' decision to notify China when a soybean shipment contains more than 1% foreign material in response to China's concerns about weed seeds and shipments. Sutherland and Fryant said APHIS' data show there is no correlation between foreign material and the amount of weed seeds. Now keep in mind, the witnesses urged reauthorization this year, but with other priorities such as the child nutrition reauthorization, the committee may not have time to deal with the Grain Standards Act. Its authorization does expire next year. Senate Democrats blocking vote on interior lawyer. 
Democratic Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon has placed a hold on the nomination of Daniel Giorgiotti to be the chief lawyer at the Interior Department because of comments he made to the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee. Giorgiotti may have knowingly misled members of the committee about the department's compliance with the Freedom of Information Act. Wyden said in a letter to the Justice Department asking the Department of Justice to investigate Giorgiotti's statements. The Interior Department issued a statement expressing confidence that he would be confirmed in September and he has a solid record of honorably serving the American people. Here's today's He Said It. It is almost physically painful to hear people talk so negatively about the House of Representatives. There is no more worthy public service spot than serving in the People's House. That represented Mike Conaway of Texas at his retirement announcement. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, August 1st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.